Oh, you know, I, I don't know who said it the first time, but I've seen it several times where no, nobody's paying to hear the star's opinion. Right. Nobody, nobody wants to know their personal opinions that, you know, unless maybe people who buy people magazine and, you know, live for that stuff, but, uh, dance monkey dance, you know, get on the stage, mm-hmm. do what the director tells you to do. You did a good job, you pretended to be somebody, step off the stage, keep your opinion low key. You know, yeah. I don't think back back in the heyday of Hollywood, back in the, the 40s and 50s and that era, I, I don't believe the uh, studio probably had them on a pretty tight rope. Right. And they weren't really allowed to talk about, you know, their personal opinion. Back then, the studio owned the actors. Uh, you got to respect that a little bit, though. You never put down your fans. No. What do you think or you're going to gain down, from it? Never put down an audience, a potential audience member. Right. You know, uh, you you will not have me saying, "Oh, I don't." You know what? If you don't do this, don't watch my show. No, that's I, I, ridiculous. No, please, please watch, like, subscribe, give me a comment, even if it's a bad one. Listen to the vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes, and I am very glad to have my friend Doc Dredd here today. We're going to learn about him and what he's up to and, and just have a good time. So, And I've been waiting all day to say this. So, what's up, Doc? <laughs> hey, Kyle. How are you doing? Doing great, my friend. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, just a lot of the same, really. Uh, I, I put my weekly show out. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, I hosted my first movie. Oh, cool. So that was kind of cool. But, uh, you know, busy holiday season. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I'm going to mention this again at the end of the show, but with, if people wanted to see you, where could they where could they catch your show? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm on every Friday night on the Monster Channel, and you can find that at www.themonsterchannel.com. Uh, I'm on Fridays at 11.40 p.m. Eastern. So uh, you can find me there on Fridays, but you can find me anytime on YouTube. And uh, it's as simple as uh, hitting pound, Dr. Dread Reviews, and I'll pop up. Yeah, don't put monster.com, otherwise you're going to be looking for a job. (laughs) And and you have to put the the in the Monster channel because a lot of people forget that. How long you been doing this, man? Uh, I just entered my fifth, just now entered my fifth year. So I've four years. Wow. That's yeah. pretty incredible. Can you remember the first one you ever did? I, I do. Uh, it was, it was, <laughs> it was sort of unplanned. You know, uh, I had got done watching the bird box, which was really hyped uh, mm-hmm. on Netflix. I just got done watching it and there was a lot of hype surrounding it. And it was a letdown for me. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I had left the hype, you know, the hype worked for me. So uh, I, I went up to my office, I uh, grabbed my phone, I hit record, 
and I put on a bathrobe and a silly uh, fez, and I just yeah, for, it was only like five minutes, but that was my first show. <laughs> that was the one where they were blindfolded. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought that's what it was. Yeah, I I heard the hype, and I was like, oh yeah, I got to catch this, and I watched, and I was like, man. <laughs> well, there's so many movies that get hyped and then you're you're all ready to see it and then you watch it and you get disappointed so i guess we have to rely on someone like you to watch these movies so we don't have to now my taste <laughs> is a, might not be your taste so right you know, right right I, I like to throw that disclaimer out uh like i i have a handful of favorite movies but they range from like Plan Nine from Outer Space and Bride of the Monster, which are low budget, you know, mm-hmm. Ed Wood movies, all the way up to Silence of the Lambs, which is probably my favorite contemporary horror movie. Oh, I love that movie. I can watch that over and over and over. That um the the Plan Nine from Outer Space. That's one of those movies it's so bad that it's good. I can't help it, but I, I smile whenever I watch it. And I probably watch it at least once a year. Have you seen uh, uh, Monos, The Hands of Fate? Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's so bad it's good. Do you, uh, you know I interviewed the lady that starred in that movie? The daughter. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's my Facebook friend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, We. I forgot how we met. I I I want to say it was through Facebook, but she's such a wonderful lady and she's, she's so modest, you know, I mean, granted, I mean, I think that's the only thing she's ever done, but I mean, I, I, I know she sews the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the costume and uh, they look really cool. And, and I don't know about you, but I find myself just watching old stuff. I can't stand some of the new stuff that comes out. The movies suck. Yeah. Uh, my my heart goes more toward the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with, with the show, I, I like to keep the movies every now and then, you know, throw something newer in there because. And it's funny that. Uh, the, some, the most of the newer stuff I watch, I'm I'm wishy washy about. It's like oh, okay, but uh, I, I like to give sort of iffy reviews on things too. Everything can't be the best movie, and right. uh, I, I like to every now and then just like get in there going, yeah, two skulls, meh, mediocre at best. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, the, my thing is is those professional critics. I can never trust anything they say. They they will hype up a movie and I'll go watch it. And I think you must not watch the same movie I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is getting ruined. They If it's adapted from, say, a comic book, they don't stay anywhere near what the comic book was. They change the characters. I mean... And no offense to anyone, but I mean, they, they change the race of them. They change the gender of them. And it, I mean, sometimes it works. I mean, I have to say, I like Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. But some of these characters, oh my God, they've ruined them. Yeah. 
they, they've got some agenda behind it. Instead of telling a good story, they're just preaching to us. Yeah. Uh, the latest Bond film where, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, I hope this isn't a spoiler <laughs> for anybody, but cover your ears if, if you want to watch it and, and you don't want to spoil it. But Bond dies and there's a new 007 at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. And I'm okay, but why not just a whole new character? Right. Why not, why not a 008 or 006? Or you, you don't need to uh, clutch onto that number mm-hmm. and, and take take the series in a different direction. And they think that they're getting this new audience, and they're not. The people they're trying to appeal to really don't even have any interest in it, and there's not enough of them that watch it to to really uh, compensate. You know what I mean? So gear it towards the fans. Yeah, I I don't want anybody getting me misconstrued here. I have no problem with a, a main character being black or being a woman or being Hispanic or whatever. I that's fine. We were talking the other day. How, why do they have to switch those characters like that when there's a lot of good stories with characters that are already, you know, a person of color or a woman? They Do they not have any faith in it? Because I can name off probably a hundred good books that I've read that these characters would look great on screen. I mean, look what they do with Black Panther. Oh yeah, the I, I haven't seen the second one yet, but the I, first, first one was awesome. You know, my problem with and I'm not going to see it because number one, I think they could have recast the role. You know, no no disrespect to Chadwick Boseman because he was, I think, born to play that part. He, he did it, did good at that part in yeah. In, what, uh, the, the three movies he was in as Black Panther? Yeah, yeah, he was in uh, what, Civil War, Civil War? and uh, the uh, the Infinity Wars and and then Black Panther. So I think it was like four of them. Okay. Um, I I don't think he would have objected to them recasting the role. They could have kept him going. I don't think it would have hurt. Uh, look at they recast uh, Rhodes uh, from the Iron Man yeah. series. Right, right. And I like Rhodes. I think it's a great character. Yeah. They, they just, they, they're ruining everything. They've ruined Star Wars for me. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I think we touched on Star Wars last interview. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I can tell you that I really liked Rogue One. I, I liked that movie. It, it, it was probably, that's probably my favorite Star Wars film right now. Mm-hmm. You know, A New Hope, the first Star Wars that came out in 77, or Rogue One. So, yeah. Uh, the, the, the Phantom Menace and, and the three that, that came out, you know, oh, they're horrible. <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate them more now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I haven't seen, uh, I don't know, the one where Poe, I guess her name is, uh, finds. Uh, Luke goes looking. Oh, uh, Ray. Yeah, Ray. Ray. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen it. Don't I bother. Have a desire to see it. 
Well, they they pretty much destroyed the character of Luke Skywalker. You've given the person all these powers and didn't I don't think she even knew she had these powers and then all of a sudden she's like great at it with no practice whatsoever. I mean, where's the hero's journey? Where's the the learning? It, right. edu- you know, getting that education from someone say, hey, this is how you control it. Well, all of a sudden you can do all this stuff. The 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 uh, educator in those films, like Yoda, you know, or any right. of the kung, or the kung fu films, the the old you know sixties seventies kung fu films with the master and teaching the other. Mm-hmm. That character's always fascinating. They steal the show when they're on camera. Yeah. And I I just saw clips of the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. That the the story makes no sense. Uh, you know, you you've kind of uh, gone back, and and everything that you learned from A New Hope was kind of thrown out the window. Yeah. So that that doesn't make any sense. It's not on the right timeline. Um, gosh, what's the other ones that are out? Um, I I did start watching uh, the oh my gosh, uh, Andor. And although it's kind of slow and it's kind of boring at times, mm-hmm. it's not too bad. Okay. I'll give them credit that, that I could, I'm going to finish watching it, but it's not something that I'm going to go back and watch again. Okay. I, uh, I did like the Mandalorian. I like the Mandalorian. I watched I like, that. Yeah. And I was so excited for Boba Fett and but they made Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse my language, but they made him a pussy. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Yeah, uh, I was di- I was disappointed. Boba Fett wasn't as good as uh, the Mandalorian. I was hoping for better things for it. And while he's inside that creature, how in the hell did he get so fat? <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> was that monster swallowing McDonald's or something? <laughs> and talking to folks, and I don't know if this is the consensus all over America, but the people that I talk to. They're starting to get into more of the independent films because there's not this formula that they have to stick to. You know, they you've heard of Jimmy Starr, right? Uh, give me give me more than well, that. Jimmy Starr, he's he's more one of those guys that he's kind of a, a, a guest, I guess you'd say, on in a lot of movies and tv shows and stuff but he's more into producing movies and all i can't remember off the top of my head i guess i should have i should have had that ready when when i said i want to talk about him but jimmy uh he actually sat on my show and read all the criteria for getting an award 
that you have to have this in the movie, yeah. you have to have that in the movie. And so that's another reason why the stories get screwed up. I've heard that Netflix has a criteria for the movies they show. Mm-hmm. And that each, you know, there's a checklist that it has to have. Yeah. So the independent filmmakers, and although they don't have the big budgets, they don't have the best special effects, uh, they don't always have the best actors. But people are starting to watch those just for the fact that they don't have to sit right. there and it's, watch this criteria. It's something different. And exactly. It's uh, I just I, w- I was doing Christmas movies, Christmas horror movies mm-hmm. uh, for pretty much the month of December for for uh, the show, and I came across one called uh, Amityville Christmas Vacation. No, oh my god. <laughs> okay. Now, it was it, it was definitely independent. It was only 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And uh the makeup was amateurish. The the sets were like a living room and you know, it was very basic. Right. But the story was was funny and and the dialogue was charming and it it was different than anything you would see put out by mainstream. <laughs> right. I really enjoyed it. I, I think independent films are with, with hosted movies and with the horror hosts that I know, it's the horror hosting families going to have a resurgence because right. independent producers are approaching the horror host to get them to promote and show their film because you can't get that stuff in theaters. And right, right. You know, if you chance upon something good on Tubi or or another uh, free streaming service, you know, that's cool. But if you have a host who has a bigger stage or, you know, a nice platform, your work can get shown. Right. You know, I remember in high school, there was a a video store that was independently run. Uh, my, My family knew the family that ran the place. And I mean, they had all the new releases and stuff, but then they'd have stuff that, you know, you, you didn't see in theaters or if it was, it was very brief. It wasn't mainstream. And us guys would go and rent those movies and watch them. And it, even if they were corny, we still loved them. Yeah. And I think there's a, a surge of that going on now because People are falling out of love with Hollywood. I've said yeah. that over and over again. They're, they're sick of that. A lot of the television shows that come out, getting sick of those. I, I'm on my 20th time of watching The Office all the way through. <laughs> and my wife is like, why do you watch that over and over again? And I'm like, well, I already know that I'm not going to get let down. Right. So... I, there's a lot of those old shows I watch over and over again. I say old. It's not, what, eight years since it's been on the air or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll go back and watch like Six Million Dollar Man from when I was a kid because they're on streaming service. And, you know, the old Wonder Woman, Incredible Hulk and all that stuff because sure. I know even if it's not the best quality, it's not going to let me down. They'll yeah. spend. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I was, I was just going to say, we just officially, we, we pretty much had cut the cord for about, it's been about two years, but officially, officially cut the cord. So we did away with 
even basic cable mm-hmm. and our landline our, our our landline we still had a landline got rid of that because anything that that's put out over cable or, or you know uh, the, the network television it's just not that good yeah. i can stream better stuff than more entertaining stuff exactly they spend hundreds of millions of dollars to make these movies and they get I will say some great special effects, but the story falls flat. There's there's nothing about it that would make me want to go back and watch it. However, I finally, and I know people are like, what? You waited this long? But I finally watched Maverick last night. Oh, my God. Now I know why that movie made so much money. <laughs> I'll have to add it to my list. I've I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I haven't watched it yet either. I will say, and I'm not without giving anything away. I I think they kind of stole some of the story from uh, New Hope, but uh, yeah, I mean, you see for yourself. I enjoyed it. I think you'd like it. Uh, horror movies, gosh, uh, I've I've been watching independent horror movies lately. Yeah, um, Craig Aaron's and David Espinosa. They're to the filmmakers that they come on my show from time to time and they've got one out now called a, a demon fighter and uh i say it it's not the best acting in the world it's you know you some of the editing's a little off but i'd still watch it again yeah i liked it you should you should review it on your show i'll i'll, I'll have to definitely add that to my list yeah uh, I was just contacted, oh, it was about a month ago, by a, a producer of an independent film called Ash and Bone. Mm. And he was, he asked me if I would review the, and this is the scary part, because when somebody asked me to review their movie, sometimes that's their baby, you know. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I said I'd give it a shot, and he uh, sent me a link, and uh on Friday, it airs on the Monster Channel, my review of his movie. So uh, it was independent, but it was, you know, there was a lot of talent behind that independent film. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of money, but but the, uh, the camera angles, the lighting, the sound, things were good. Man, and if they are bad, you, you feel bad telling someone that. <laughs> something that they put their heart into is not that good right i i encourage them because if you if you give your uh if you give your money to go see them or you know you you put into it then they will put more out of it because i've noticed from the first film that i watched from them that it's gotten better and better and better even though i can find some flaws they're improving and I, yeah. I think they'll just keep getting better, but we have to give those attention. The heck with what's going on in Hollywood. Yeah. And, you know, all art is subjective. Uh, right, right. Just because I like something, I, I wouldn't expect anybody else to like it as much as I do, you know. Right. I'm, and we all have to agree the greatest movie ever made was Step Brothers. So. <laughs> <laughs> So what what is your ultimate dream? Oh, 
you know, that to, to, to make money doing what I'm doing would be nice. But uh, I, I used to think it was like being Senghuli level, you know, mm -hmm. being on a network, making money, doing what I'm doing. But uh, the, the, the man who runs the Monster Channel, Halloween Jack, Evan Davis, yeah, mm -hmm. he, uh, he pointed out something in, in like a chat or something one time that Rich Cos, the man who is Fanguli, and you know, every Saturday night on MeTV, uh, across the country, he is really restricted as to what, what movies he can host. He has to stay within parameters. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing. I have I don't have a rule book other than how I want the character to be portrayed. Right. Uh, the horror hosts that that host the movies, their only their major concern would be public domain, mm -hmm. and that's why I think that independent films are going to start showing up amongst us. But they, they, the the one the horror hosts that are on the Monster Channel they don't have the you're only allowed to do this or you can't say that or you know so there's a freedom yeah. with not making money there there's this definite freedom that you have uh, it'd be well, nice to make money but I, I'm content doing what I'm doing right well you know not not to take away from you and just talk about myself but you know whenever I was doing my my paranormal show strictly doing that. I got invited to join a network and they gave me a time slot. So I, my shows were live each week and it was always Tuesday at seven o'clock. Well, if you have guests on, especially if you're getting guests who are, you know, on television and that kind of thing, it's very difficult to get that specific time pinpointed every week. It was difficult. I did it. Yeah. But it was hard. And I decided to do uh, something live one day, like on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And the people that ran the the network, they contacted me and said, "Hey, you can't you can't do live. You have uh, on Facebook. You can only do it on our show." And you know, started restricting what I could and could not do. And I'm thinking, you know, I got in this for fun. Right. I I got into this so I could learn more about the paranormal and I got into this so I could, you know, network and get to know these folks, right? And I, I told my wife, I said, you know, it's a great opportunity to be on a network, but I want to do my own thing. I don't want somebody telling me what I can and can't do with my own show. Yeah. Uh people have asked me if I was, you know, how long I, I plan on continuing what I'm doing or, you know, and my answer right now is I'm having a blast. I'm, I'm learning about editing. I'm having mm -hmm. fun interacting with people and uh, adding other people to the, the show when I can get them in as cameos. As long as I'm having fun, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But, but if it ever becomes a chore, then maybe mm -hmm. I need to step away for a week or two and just, reevaluate and think about it you know i have really loved doing what i'm doing there has been times where 
I had to kind of step away. And once I was away from it for a few days, then I'd start missing it. And then I was ready to get back to it. Yeah. But it, 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 if you uh, told me, hey, you can be on such and such channel and I was getting paid good money and, uh, you know, all that great stuff. But then it was, you got to do this, you got to do that. That's when it would become a chore to me and I wouldn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like with painting. I love to paint. And if I'm in the mood, I can paint and be very creative. When people start asking me to, to do it for money yeah. and they want specific parameters, then I don't enjoy it so much. And then, yeah, it's just not fun if you're not doing what you want to do. It's, it kind of stifles the imagination. I think that's right. part of why I really enjoy doing this is because I get to use my brain and not have to, you know, I don't have a script when I go in and do these. So when I do my reviews, it's just right off the top of my head, uh, me and my, my sidekick, we just banter back and forth. So, <laughs> And your sidekick's name is? My sidekick's name is Bucky. 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 He's, he's a... Uh, He's a laboratory-created genetic mutation, part rat and part rabbit. So he's a rabbit. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. He, he showed up in season two. Okay. Uh, my second year into it, he showed up. And uh, which changed my whole shtick. I, I ended up being the abbot to his Costello. So <laughs> I, I kind of play the straight man most of the time, but uh, it's fun. Man. And, and uh, who have, have you had on as a cameo? Oh, uh, well, I've had Don O'Malley from Don's Breakfast Cereals. He has a show on the Monster Channel and I think on the Vortex. Uh, I've had uh, Drac and Karina from Transylvania Tonight. They have a show on the Monster Channel. Uh, they they often have a guest on their show who plays their Rainfield. And uh, Rainfield has been on my show, and we just did like a, a three-part series. Uh, there, there are two main puppets on my show. One's Bucky, and the other one's Mort. Mort comes in from time to time. But uh, Mort is sort of like this ostrich-looking bird with, sharp teeth and uh he bumped into some of my scientific equipment creating a rift in time and space so me and renfield sort of swapped minds for three three episodes where i was dressed as rainfield and rainfield was dressed as me oh my gosh. That, that was a lot of fun how did you come up with these ideas man uh, I, I don't know <laughs> it's all buried in there it's uh from years of watching cartoons and reading comic books and snippets of this and that. Well, I think more and more people see what you're doing and how much you're enjoying it. And, you know, people can tell when you're really having fun. I think that becomes an addiction and you'll get a, a even larger audience than you already have. So uh, we're definitely going to try to push this show 
so people can get to know Doc Dredd. In fact, how did you get that name, Doc Dredd? Uh, about the doctor comes from uh, Dr. Shock, who was my uh, horror host growing up. And uh, back in uh, from 69 to 79, Joseph Swizlap uh, was a horror host in Philadelphia. And he was on a local UHF channel. And uh, he took the place of John Zachary when Zachary moved to New York. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's familiar with Zachary, that's the godfather of all horror hosts, Dr. Shock was his protege. He took his place in Philadelphia. So that's where my doctor came from. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dread, I don't know. I, I used to do a backyard haunt, and it started out on the front porch, but there was always a, a mad doctor in it, mm -hmm. and his name was just Dr. Dread. And that, that goes all the way back to, like, 92 you know 1992 where the character was in play and how did the fez come about uh, funny you should ask <laughs> uh, the, the fez i wear for tommy cooper okay and, uh, tommy, tommy cooper was a british uh, comedian and mm -hmm. magician and i have a love for magic i'm not that good at it but i love reading the, the magic books and learning how the tricks work and uh I've done a couple of small shows. Uh, Tommy was a uh, a comedian magician, and uh, he wore fez. So that's that's where the fez started. <laughs> it's great. Look, man, you came up with <laughs> a good you. character. Uh, I got a funny story regarding the fez. Uh, I ran into uh, David. Uh, I hope I don't mess his name up. David Coltrane. 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 He's the, the man behind the Rondo Awards. Mm -hmm. And the Rondo Awards are like the Academy Award for the horror genre. It covers magazines, actors, movies, horror hosts, uh, uh, podcast. But uh, he's the man who tallies the votes. He, he gets the awards out there. Uh, I ran into him at a convention, and I was wearing my fez. And, and he goes, yeah. A fez. I go, yeah, I, I know. It's old hat. Old hat. Get it? Old hat. <laughs> right. And he looks at me with the straightest face. <laughs> he wasn't amused. Uh, so I, I changed my fez up a little bit. I went to Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm. and I bought a uh, dollar twenty-five uh, plastic waist can that fits on my head. And I put a tassel on it. And I threw a decal of uh, Cthulhu on there. Like <laughs> mega Fez. So <laughs> I needed to stand out a little bit. <laughs> Would you say that uh, Doc Dredd is closer to your personality or more of uh, an alter ego? Maybe somebody want to be more like? He's He's a lot like me, mm -hmm. but he's... Uh, he's an extrovert. He's more outgoing. Uh, easier to talk to. Doesn't feel awkward around other people. So it's probably somebody who I'm sort of wish I was more like. But uh, now that I'm playing the straight man, you know, mm -hmm. since season two, he's become more like me. Uh, prior to that, he was a little zany. He was, you know, he'd move around a lot and get loud and throw his hands up in the air. 
my plans for my show is one i i want to eventually build a studio and have a like a a better background uh, have better equipment you know just make it look more professional and be able to bring on even higher tier uh you know actors musicians folks like that on what are you wanting to maybe do something like that in the future yourself, or are you content with where you have it? Uh, I, I'm really, it's funny. Uh, better equipment would be nice. Right. Uh, right now I'm using a, a camera that I bought on Amazon for, I think it was $125. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't cost much to do what I'm doing. You know, memory card, uh, light bulbs that change colors, but uh, Part of it, the set the way it is, looks looks like it was like in somebody's basement or it was put together in somebody's garage. I kind of like that feel. I like that. There's charm in the amateur look of my set. That's more real. Well, I don't don't know. I I think it's more real. It's it. I mean, you're not cheapening it with. The bells and whistles is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I have just recently uh, started using green screen more, but I don't I don't want to rely on it. I don't want to do too much with the green screen because it, it's not as real. It, you know, you can tell it's green screen. Right, right. Well, it would be great to have you know, all the fancy stuff. I mean, I want it to, to, to look different, but I don't want it to be too, too fancy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I, I think it would cheapen it. I think it would take away from what I'm really trying to do. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I got right now. It's better than what I started with. There's an honesty in, in, You know, when I look at when I look at your your backdrop and the pictures, there's there's an honesty there. There's a personality. If you get too far away from that and want to look too professional, it becomes almost like like like, you know a newsroom where it just doesn't look quite. Yeah, it's not as appealing. I mean, you remember Wayne's World? Yes. And whenever they were doing it in their basement, it was like, that was Wayne and Garth. And then when they got sponsored and had, you know, had to put in the the, the uh, advertisements here and there, and they built the, the stage and everything, it it lost its realness. Yeah. The, you've seen that Wayne didn't think it was so cool anymore. And I, I, I want to I want to keep that same, you know, in the basement per se, <laughs> you know, to keep it real. Uh, I almost set up in the basement for this interview. I was going to set up in front of the set, but there's just not quite enough lighting down there. Gotcha. Uh, real lighting. So, gotcha. Are, are you looking to maybe get some of the, uh, the stars of one of the movies to be a, or to come on as a cameo? Uh, I, I I wouldn't discourage it from happening. Uh, I I haven't yet. Uh, the one convention I go to, they they bring in people from the older movies. Uh, the convention is mostly older movies. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I met Beverly Washburn from Spider Baby and, and several other people at their tables. Uh, I know that Drak and Corita from Transylvania Tonight actually filmed a bit with Beverly where she was hosting along with them, which was really cool. And I, I, sure, I would like to do something like that. That would be fun. We might have to try to make that happen. I'm see if I can't hook you up with some of the folks that have been on. That, that would be fun. Uh, but I, I do a bit on my show where somebody calls in with the trivia question. And it's, they can do it remotely. It, you can use your phone to record. I'll have to have you do one. Oh, man, but, please. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, you know, you, you, you pick up a phone or you're on your phone. You go, hey, Doc, I got a trivia question for you. And then I'll cut and I'll deal on my phone and then you ask the trivia question and you call back later in the uh, later in the show to get the answer and <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun to do and it's it's not hard at all and i would i would love to be a part of the show sometime i'll uh i'll, I'll, I'll proper I'll, I'll message it when we're done the interview i'll, I'll let you let you know that sounds cool man that's okay. a lot of fun okay what is the worst movie that you've ever seen. Hey, bar and grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Remember, all art is subjective, but the worst movie that I've ever seen uh, would probably be a movie called Scroll. S-C-R-A-W-L. Okay. About, about a comic book artist. I believe it was a college film and it was the story. It just didn't make any sense. At one point it looked like they just decided to start goofing around in front of the camera. And I think the only reason it ever had a DVD release, which I bought at the Dollar Tree for a dollar, uh, was <laughs> because the actress, one actress went on to do other things. Ah. So. Well, for me, it used to be Howard the Duck, but now uh, stuff coming out nowadays is kind of beating it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have like an all-time favorite? Uh, yeah, it would be Bride of the Monster. That's just an Ed Wood film with uh, Bella Lugosi and Tor Johnson. Uh, in oh, the movie yeah. Ed Wood, there's like, they do a thing where they're making the mo that movie and... Uh, Yes. I just love it. Didn't Johnny Depp play him in the, in yeah, the movie? John, Johnny Depp played Ed Wood, and uh, Martin Landau played Bella Lugosi. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot that. And, and he won... He won... Did he win an Oscar for that performance? He may have won an Oscar for that performance. Uh, George the Animal Steel, uh, famous yeah. wrestler in the 70s. Yeah. He played Bill Johnson. <laughs> well gosh my favorite has always been Raiders of the Lost Ark 
Good film. Something about that movie just stands out above all of them. I would say Star Wars, but I, I thought Raiders was better. I'm probably going to get crucified for that, but <laughs> yeah, that's a good choice. At least you didn't pick something, you know, <laughs> bros. No, <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled for saying that. <laughs> uh, but you know what? What? What do you think about these actors that come out and? basically put down their fans if they don't like the movie. Oh, you know, I, I don't know who said it the first time, but I've seen it several times where no, nobody's paying to hear the star's opinion. Right. Nobody, nobody wants to know their personal opinions that, you know, unless maybe people who buy people magazine and, you know, live for that stuff. But, uh, Dance, monkey, dance. You know, get on the stage. Mm -hmm. Do what the director tells you to do. You did a good job. You pretended to be somebody. Step off the stage. Keep your opinion low key. You know, yeah. I don't think back back in the heyday of Hollywood, back in the, the 40s and 50s and that era, I, I don't believe the uh, studio probably had them on a pretty tight rope. Right. And they weren't really allowed to talk about, you know, their personal opinion. Back then, the studio owned the actors. Uh, you got to respect that a little bit, though. You never put down your fans. No. What do you think or you're going to gain from it? Never put down an audience, a potential audience member. Right. You know, uh, you you will not have me saying, "Oh, I don't." You know what? If you don't do this, don't watch my show. No, I, that's I, ridiculous. No, please, please watch, like, subscribe, give me a comment, even if it's a bad one. One of the funniest uh, comments I had on my, <laughs> I got a comment on my YouTube on one of the shows I did, and and they uh, they said, uh, you know, you're okay at criticizing the movie, but get rid of the cat. And he was talking about the puppet, and I had a blast with that comment. I. I I answered him, you know, it was respectfully. Thank you. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for watching. Right. I hope you watch, I hope you watch again. Uh, I'm going to use that letter in my viewer mail segment. Hope you don't mind. And I did. I read it on my next, uh, the next show. And my puppet goes, cat? What cat? I don't see a cat. Where's the cat? And that joke has become like a running gag now. Every now and then we'll just go, cat? Is there a cat here? But uh, <laughs> never alienate a potential audience. Just don't do it. Exactly. You know, I got a comment. Guy called me. Um, I'll I'll make this as clean as possible. But a sea sucker. Oh, good. And uh, you know, it would be easy for me to come back and call them names and everything else. But I. I just ignored it, you know. Yeah. If it's if somebody's just being outright cruel, I'm not going to engage. Number one, you're you're not going to gain anything by it. Uh, you know, you're just going to keep a, a fight going. What's the point? And if somebody doesn't like something that I do, well, don't watch me. You know, I, 
I well, it's not so much don't watch me. I mean, if you really don't like me, then don't watch me. But you know, if you see something that I can improve on, well, then let me know and I'll see what I can do. Yeah, you know? I've I've already sort of asked people. You know, please tell me, tell me what you don't like. Yeah, I want this to be for my audience. You know, I'm yeah, I'm doing this to help people out there. I started because it was something fun for me and then it got kind of personal because I, you know, I've gone through a lot of stuff and I want to see other people know that there's hope out there. And since this is really more for my audience, Hey, tell me how I can improve and I'll do it. But Hey, we don't, we don't get paid big bucks to do this. Um, I guarantee you, I spend more money doing this than I do making any money. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I still like the message to get out there. So, uh, yeah, tell me what I'm doing wrong. little off subject, but you had a personal, like a life coach on. Mm-hmm. And you and her her interview was, was awesome. I just loved it. Thank you. I, I've listened to it twice so far. And uh, it was very interesting. Well, see, I love to hear that. And, you know, that those kind of comments coming from people that I, I don't know, especially from people that I don't know, no, no offense, but people that I don't know that will come on and say, hey, this really helped me or I really enjoyed this. I'm glad you brought this guest on. When I'm starting to feel down and I'm, some, I'm not going to lie, there's times I, I think, why am I even doing this? I get a comment like that and it reminds me, hey, dummy, you're doing this to help others. You know, yeah. it's not for my ego. It's to help somebody. So that really means a lot. I mean, you know, I, I pay you to tell me all these wonderful things. So you know, but then can't. <laughs> but respect the audience. That's the main thing. I mean, gosh, you, you, you know, um, when I think it was when Obi-Wan Kenobi before it even came out they were already putting stuff out there about the audience uh, didn't like it then they're they're homophobes or they're xenophobes or you know whatever the catchphrase is for that week racist yada 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 which I'm so sick of hearing those things they say it so much it really doesn't have any impact anymore yes so you know you if you're going to call me that anyway, okay, I guess I am. Uh, I think we touched on this last interview too, but uh, we, I think humanity has more in common, more things that unite us than there are things that separate us. Right. And, it, and there are no barriers. She's probably, you know, religion, race, it doesn't matter. We have more in common. We still go through our daily struggles. We have highs. We have lows. Mm -hmm. We love our family or we love somebody or we've been hurt. We have all that common ground right. that we can unite on. We don't need to nitpick in, in about what separates us. Exactly. You know, we were talking about this subject actually early today, me and my wife. And I said, you know, I can kind of liken this to when my my cousin, and this was when I was in high school, he had a bought a mini. 
I think it was a Mini Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Which you didn't see those cars here in the United States back then, right? So people would stare, but now everybody's got a Mini. You know, you see them all over the place. Mm -hmm. So you don't stop and stare at those cars anymore. It's just kind of blends in and it's just a part of the road now. Uh, I mean, I could tell you a hundred examples, but the, my point is, is that, you know, let's just say uh, if somebody happens to be gay, okay, back a long time ago, it was a big deal, you know, now there's so many people that are that, and they're open about it. Let's just say that there may have been that many of people that were back then that just weren't open about it. Right. Now it's just you, you're just part of society. You blend in, right? So why are there people trying to make up problems that really don't exist? Okay, okay, yeah. Somebody out there might say I, I hate those minis and I don't want them on the road. But if you're like me, it doesn't bother you. You got you yeah. got to let that roll off your shoulders. Exactly. So I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what, what you look like, what your lifestyle is. As long as you're not bringing harm to somebody, I don't care. Right. So you got folks that want it to be a problem. They want to be a victim. Yeah. I, I hate getting into this subject, but I mean, my, my point is, is we should stop looking for things that to divide us and look for things that bring us together. I mean, you know. Back in the 50s, when rock and roll was really, you know, getting popular, you know, they they used to divide the room between people of color and white people. And then when the concert would go get going, a lot of the times they would just take the rope down and they would, everybody would dance together. Yeah. Nobody cared. They just were having fun and enjoying the music. There for the love of the music. Yep. Thank you. Uh, you know what? I go to, a, say, a football game. I sit down next to somebody. We're both enjoying the football game. I've never met them in my life, but for those few hours that we're sitting there in the stands together, we're friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we can't just be that way and stop this division. That's my own crazy way of thinking, huh? <laughs> well, I, I I get upset at times, and I'm I'll have a cussing fit when I'm on the road. But really and truly, I care about people. I, I want to see people succeed in life. Um, I love making friends. I've made so many wonderful friends doing the show. I mean, I'm I met you and. Uh, I I just want this to continue and just, just we need to help as many people as we can. So on that subject, if you were to give advice for people to to succeed or to at least chase their dreams, what what would you tell someone? Don't be afraid to take that chance to to step outside of your comfort zone. Uh, move move in the direction of what your dream is mm -hmm. and 
even if it's, you know, baby steps, like uh, the movie, What About Bob? Baby Steps, Baby Steps with Bill Murray. Uh, even if it's baby steps, take those baby steps, move closer to, and, and you know, keep reaching for that dream. Right. If you would have told me, or if anybody would have told me that, uh, you know, five years ago, I'd be doing this and I'd be on an internet, you know, uh, show and, I'm, I'm, they're crazy. Uh, you know, really, uh, I'm an introvert at heart, but yet with the passion to perform, it's weird. I, I really can't explain it, but uh, I'm the guy who's content to stand in the corner at a party and not really hold maybe a conversation with one person, you know, mm -hmm. more comfortable one-on-one, -on -one, but uh, crowds, crowds freak me out. But I've stepped with the show, I've stepped out of my comfort zone and I've met some really cool people. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of other hosts, uh, podcasters, uh, you. It's, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something that five years ago, I, I wouldn't have believed. I heard that. Uh, you said the same thing to me talking to a guy that stuttered for a lot of my life that uh, was kind of the wallflower got picked on and yet I still care about others enough to do this. If you'd have told me that I'd do this on a daily basis, I would think you were nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for those words, man. And um, thank you again for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, once again, if people want to watch you, where do they go? Uh, if you want to watch me, uh, hop on YouTube. And uh, my YouTube channel is John Dr. Dread Murray. Or uh, go on the Monster Channel, www.themonsterchannel.com. On Friday evenings, uh, 11.40, right after Horror Hotel and right before Zombo. <laughs> and if they want to follow you on social media, where oh, can they find you? Yeah, uh, I am very active on social media. Uh, I have uh, Dr. Dread, D-O-C, Dread, D-R-E-A-D. -E and I have a uh, Facebook group that is has some really cool people in it, uh, some of artists and and uh actors and movie makers and podcasters uh it's it's called dr dread's scary stuff i've had so little drama with that group it's almost at three thousand people now but awesome. uh, a lot of good people uh and we try to stay on the subject you know horror genre but uh it covers everything from paranormal to, you know, uh, commercial haunted houses and horror movies, uh, horror punk music. It's, it's, it's a fun group. Well, I'm going to put those links up in the description so people can click on it and go find you. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah. Uh, you know, folks like Doc here, he's doing something that can definitely unite people. And that's that's what we're all about. We want to we want to bring people together. We want to help people. We want to help you succeed. And 
stop listening to those folks that want to just divide us. They're apparently they're miserable in their own lives or there's some kind of agenda behind it. So, uh, as I always say, you know, love, love your neighbor. You never know when you might need them. Very true. But to you again, I say thank you. And to you all out there, if you are new to this channel, first off, thank you for stopping by. I hope you will come back despite of what you saw today. <laughs> and or hit that or because of it. <laughs> no, hit that subscribe button. For my regulars, I love y'all so much because you make it possible for me to do this. So until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network. <laughs>